0: You're listening to Do That Well with your hosts, Brenda Brown and Karen Thrall, a podcast about real experiences and how to turn them into life lessons. Unscripted, honest, funny, genuine, and passionate, a series of conversations where we explore every aspect of human interaction and provoke each other to do life well. In today's episode, we are going to talk about being competitive, competitiveness, competitive (laughs) nature, competition. (laughs) Things of that
1: nature. Oh, okay. And I'm so, this is so interesting. The reason, full disclosure, is I just recently realized I'm competitive and I had no idea. Like I'm in my 50s. I have no idea that I was competitive. So I said to my daughter, Madison, I go, you know, I think I'm competitive. She went, no. Like she was just like, (laughs) really? Like I'm the last person to know. And then I told my son and his girlfriend, Leah, and and she laughed. Like I've known Leah for three years. And she laughed. Yeah, of course, you're competitive. Like, what? Like, how am I not? How do I not know this about myself? And there's a stigma. And I don't know if it was the environment where I was raised, but I always thought that is not a good thing to be competitive. So I, I was like, I'm not competitive. And I also had a stigma that being competitive means you're, um, get mad if you don't win a game (laughs) and I don't get mad as long as we're having fun. I love it. Like if if it gets competitive, I kind of shrink back because I don't want to play anymore kind of thing. So that's why I thought, well, I can't be competitive because I don't enjoy that thing. So, but now I'm totally competitive. And then, um, I was, talking to a leader and she was talking about her competitive edge and she wore like a badge of honor, her competitive edge and how far it's gone her. I'm like, Oh, there's that word again. Like, and she says it was so much like zest and vibrancy. There's a whole, a whole background to this topic today.
0: <laughs> no, it's so good. And we'll, we'll dive into this. I'm sure as we continue our conversation, but I, I, have a competitive streak as well, which I won't dive into right in full right this moment, but <laughs> I, I also have a competitive streak. And in my past, that competitive streak. I think definitely came along with some of the more negative connotations of the word competitive
1: versus
0: like. the things that just enrich us as individuals. So, story,
1: <laughs> this will be a fun topic. Story, story. <laughs> oh,
0: I mean, as a small example, I even remember just playing soccer as a kid, and I wasn't very good at soccer. But that didn't matter and that didn't stop me from wanting to be the best. And so, you know, forward, that's the position that you get if you're good in soccer when you're on these children's teams. And so that was the position that I needed to be, clearly, because that would mean I was the best. And I just remember like every day going to practice, I was always like, I'm going to win. Like I would look at the person next to me and be like, I'm going to win this. You know, whatever it was, a little race, whatever it was so that I could be at the top. And I mean, I was ruthless. Like I was this little tiny kid. I was so scrawny. And I remember I would always, uh, what's it called when you like kick slide someone so that you kind of get the ball out from yeah. under them. Yeah. But I wasn't very good at that because as I mentioned, I'm not, I wasn't actually very good at soccer. And I knew that most of the time I tried to do that. I would actually just end up hurting somebody but didn't even care because I was so competitive about it. So these are the ways that competitiveness can be negative. When you're just telling other people you're going to win or (laughs) you're doing things at the risk of hurting other people because it means you're going to get out on top. And you're 12 and you're ruthless and (laughs) –
1: my one of my uh, Dylan's favorite stories is I think it was the sixth grade, and I was a parent, and we went to one of the Native Canadian kind of uh, um, like retreat centers where we stayed for a few nights, and they and you know they'd learned all about culture, and so there were these games that were being played, and I think I was like a wolf in the game, and every it was almost like flag football, and. I so I and I would I'd see some of his friends and I'd start running through the forest after them jumping over trees, and they're screaming. <laughs> until it's- they still talk about today the friends that he's still friends with. Like your mom terrified me. <laughs> I was like, Dad, he goes, Dylan. like, really, you're not, you're not competitive, really. Like you petrified my friends, <laughs> terrified them because I was like, ah, and I was you know running through the forest trying to catch them, but they loved it. Like it was such a adrenaline rush. So I went, oh, I guess that would be a little competitive. <laughs> <laughs> but I want to learn. I want to learn how to do this well. Like I, why am I so resistant to this? And I think it's because I don't have a good, t- it's, I, I don't have a good taste for it. Like there's something that makes me shy away from it because I don't think it, it didn't, I just never thought it was a good thing to have. But look at professional athletes. If they didn't have their competitive edge and we admire them so much because of their competitive edge and, and we, and they wear it with a badge of honor. Cause it's what, gets them to the gold medal it's what gets them to the champion ring so i want to learn about this and that's why what i said to can we do it on competitiveness i want to like what is good competition because what if it unlocks something in me and and the people listening like what if we find out there's a really healthy way to do it and we get unlocked and then all of a sudden our journey it adds a new strength and a new element that's really healthy oh that's yes. there we go and of course, as as we prepare
0: for these episodes, we both go into research mode. So as one does, I've found some articles that really resonated, and I'd like to share some little bits and pieces as we go throughout this episode uh, from those articles, because I think that it, for me, really shed a lot of light on this idea of competition. So if I may jump into yes. one of those tidbits, push up my non-existent <laughs> glasses here, Um And, you know, as you're saying, Karen, the word competitive, competitiveness, it just has such an ugly connotation in our Mm -hmm. society. I mean, oftentimes when we think of people being competitive, we think of people that are greedy or envious or jealous, people that are narcissistic and have too much ego. Uh, But feeling competitive or being competitive, it doesn't always have to be about winning. It doesn't always have to be about getting ahead of somebody else. It doesn't have to be about climbing the, the ladder Or whatever it may be, uh, from what I've been reading out there, you know, competitive feelings actually are natural and every single person is competitive. Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. there is not a person that is not a competitive person, at least on certain occasions. And the more we can recognize those competitive feelings that we have and think about, think through them rather than just acting on them, I think that's like, the part, can you recognize it and process it for a moment rather than just acting on it? Mm -hmm. Uh, That stopping point, I think, can help us a lot of the time. Mm. But there are two types of competition. So there's the competing to win, which is when you're competing against those around you. And then there's competing to excel. And that's like the good kind of competition. And that's when you're really competing more against yourself. And you might use the people around you as like a catalyst to inspire you to achieve that same thing. But rather than it being, I see what that person has and I want it. Now I'm envious or I'm jealous or I'm mad at them or I'm going to gossip about them.
1: Yes. It
0: becomes, I see what this person has. And I want it. And that's an admirable quality. And now how can I take that and put it in myself and be competitive with myself so that I can obtain the same quality Mm -hmm. that this person has. Mm,
1: So I thought that was a very interesting distinction to make. I like that a lot. I like that a lot. Rather
0: than having to pit myself against others, can I use this as inspiration? Can I use it to fuel my own personal development? So you are still being competitive against them in a sense, but I think it's about where you're directing your energy and your actions after that. Uh, On that note, something interesting that I found when I was coming across and when I was researching this topic are the different ways that our competition against others, when we're putting ourselves against others, can become negative actions. So I thought that this was an interesting way to look at it because if we can identify when we're having a negative action to competition, then we can pull back from that and bring the competition back into a healthy place maybe mm-hmm. that was my thought yeah. here <laughs> yeah
1: and yes i this is great because um along with this because i'm really trying to figure this thing out in my life so that i can use it for good and really grow it in a good way uh, i'm trying to find find all examples where i love it and so another, another example i really love competition is Corey and i when we go to the driving range we we compete so we'll say all right whoever gets close to closest to that 75 yard marker that 125 yard yard marker and we just and you know we we get five chances and and it's just fun so when he gets close i'm like yeah look wow great shot that was awesome and then when i do it he's like great shot and so we're competing but we're also uh, really empowering each other and it makes it's actually improving my game because we're competing Yes. And so there, there is that thing of and we and we love it. So he was telling me actually, he went to the driving range yesterday with his cousin, and they were doing it. And he said his game actually went up. His game improved because they were competing for this target. And they were also applauding each other for whoever got there the best. And that's, I guess that's another reason why I love golf so much is that there's a self-competition, but then there's this bantering, playful competition. And so, and you're always happy for whoever gets the win. Right. So I'm thinking of these examples, you know, that in my life where I want to implement that that kind of competition, I'm all in. Like, yes, count me in. Yeah.
0: And I think that is such a good example, the one you just gave of this idea of, The difference between competing to win or competing to excel so if you're competing to excel then that allows you to be more cooperative with those around you and then you're also not denying your competitive feelings everything that i've read is that it's when you deny your competitive feelings that they start to manifest themselves in negative ways because you're not just realizing that like yes you are competitive and if you can channel it into this idea that you're you're being competitive to excel mm-hmm. and take it away from that winning place, that seems to be a pretty big mm-hmm. mind shift to make.
1: Mm-hmm. That is really great. So what I'm hearing is – When you start accepting whatever that area of competitive nature you have, when you start accepting it and then you go, okay, I accept that this is in me and I'm going to use it to excel, you're going to cultivate a very healthy relationship with competition. If you pretend you don't have it or if you deny it, then that might be out of a place of insecurity or a place of uh, feeling lesser or that... um, you know, I'm going to lose, I'm going to lose, and I don't want to lose. Now you're cultivating a negative relationship or an unhealthy, which could create toxic interactions and just all that. So that's really cool. Yes, exactly. You just summarized
0: my thoughts more perfectly than I could. (laughs) Well, no, no, I'm more perfect. Oh, are we competing? No, just kidding. (laughs) This is a competition, and you are excelling. (laughs) <laughs> if I wait if I may I did want to touch on just a couple of the ways that our competitiveness um, can man- manifest itself negatively because I think that these are moments that may resonate with you or with some of our audience I know that there were a couple that really resonated with me and that was when I went back to that childhood like oh that was what I did that that was what I was doing uh, when I was being uh, okay. I like bad, bad competitive. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so, one of the ones that I came across was gossip. And I know that I have definitely been, I've done this. So, if we are denying our competitive feelings, then we can start to actually distort the people around us through a negative lens because Mm -hmm. since we're not accepting that we're being competitive, now we just start to like distort the narrative of what's Mm -hmm. actually happening. And so gossip can be an attempt to release or relieve like our anger or cynicism that we might feel because of the fact that we're denying our
1: competitive feelings. Mm -hmm. Um, So. So that's a check in then, right? Like if you find yourself Talking negatively about people you love or people or whatever, you might be feeling competitive right now. And then you, if you can recognize that, and then, okay, so what, how can I turn this gossip into a competitive edge? Right. Instead of, instead of shooting them down so that I feel better about myself, how about if I go, okay, well, get me my thing is the other thing to, um, and maybe this is not the right time to say, but I've been using the word challenge accepted. Like I'm doing that now. Because I find it's like, okay, challenge accepted. And I'm making it fun, which is like, now I'm just doing a self-competing and it just makes it a lot more fun. Totally. So, so yeah. gossip, you could switch gossip to challenge accepted instead of shooting down the other person or talking bad behind their back.
0: Totally. Yes. I really like that challenge accepted. Also because it reminds me of like Mortal Kombat or a video game, which I <laughs> which really tickles me. Uh, <laughs> but and. Also, to to add to that as well, it takes me back to a lot of conversations we have, this idea that things aren't black and white. So even our feelings towards people aren't black and white. And if you are finding that you're compelled to gossip about somebody or speak negatively about them or things are being put through a negative lens, it's very likely that you actually have some things that you really admire about that person, Mm -hmm. right? And so you can be happy for somebody because they have something you really want and you can still hate them for it. I mean, hate's a strong word, but at the same time. And those two things can be held true at the Mm -hmm. same time. So, for example, like you could be thrilled that your friend just bought a house and you're so happy for them, but you could simultaneously be like, ugh, I hope you get termites or something, (laughs) (laughs) you know. But if we can like –
1: you could go, oh, but the way they decorate it is just I would never choose that color. Like exactly. that would be a competitive, you know, where if it was my house, I would have used these colors or like that would might maybe show that you're feeling a bit competition, a bit competitive with them.
0: Right. And Right. So that's one of those cues to you. Like you were saying, mm. Karen, like mm. this might be more about competition and less about this other individual. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I thought that was an interesting example because I think that we can all relate to that at least in one or two moments in our life where that's happened.
1: (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm
0: -hmm. Um, another one which goes into more of this idea of the competing to win versus the competing to excel is just self-denial. Um, When you have competitive feelings, but if you reject them, then instead of thinking something like, I really wanted that, and I'm furious that I didn't get it, let's say it's a job that you were trying to go after. Instead of this idea of, I really wanted it, I'm furious, I'm getting it, that can turn into like, I don't even care. I never really wanted it. I'm just not even going to put myself out there anymore. Why am I going to keep trying? And so it becomes this self-denial of what we really need because similar to our conversation around anger, like competitiveness
1: is there to tell us something about ourselves. Wow. So yes. So well said. Competitiveness is there to tell us something about ourselves. What? (laughs) (laughs) T-shirt. Yes. Um, Okay. So I have a thought on that. I'm thinking of, Two leaders that I coach again, I'm really in tune with them. One of them is a CEO of a quite a large, uh, large company, and we had a conversation. And I probably have mentioned this in the podcast episode somewhere in the past, where we were at, at a workshop. I was running a workshop, and I told her, I said, "I don't, um, I, I'd rather be in second place than first place," and she couldn't. That didn't even. That didn't make any sense to her. Why would you put all that investment, all that work, all that effort to not at least do everything you can to be first? And if you don't, you, you didn't merit it. That's fine. But at least do everything you can to be first because you put so much time and sweat into it. So when you said the denial thing, what is it about me that denies the opportunity to at least try to be first place? and that is that is an underlying thing so i i do struggle with self denial quite a bit um i remember playing racquetball back in the day and as soon as i was winning the the partner i played with she would get frustrated so then i would pull back and and not win i wouldn't win and so i would I, I, there's something about i i don't deserve it or I'm, it's i'm I don't merit it or I'm not worthy of it, so I'll just go second and anyway, second doesn't rock the boat anyway, if you go second place, you're not gonna muddy the waters and you don't have anybody mad at you and so i I do have that self denial so that made me think of her and she and I look at her life and it's so it's you know we've been working together now for like four years, and i I have admire so much what she's capable of accomplishing and balanced it's she's so balanced in how she lives her life and i it's very inspiring but she does have that competitive edge and she doesn't have that denial thing in her that doesn't make sense to her to like you you put the sweat in, you put the hard work in, you go for number one that's your goal and you you humbly accept if you're not like that's her framework. and, and- It's so interesting. I, I know I keep bringing us back to this, but I just, I keep thinking
0: about the, again, this differentiation between the competing to win and the competing to excel. And I feel like in that example, when she said to you, like, why wouldn't you even want to try for the best? And what I like about that is it's not, the emphasis isn't being placed on don't you want to get first though? It's wouldn't you even want to try for first. So don't you even want to try to excel? Rather than putting that emphasis on don't you want to win? It's don't you at least want to try? Don't you at least want to try to excel? Excelling can mean winning, but it's just that small shift of looking at it as trying to get to the best end goal versus because you want to win that goal. Yes. It's a small – it's I a like really it. small difference. Like it. It's a really, like, small shift in your energy. But I guess the reason I keep coming back to it is because that was really, uh, like, a light bulb moment for me, looking back in my life and seeing those small shifts that I made for myself to become less of the bad kind of comp-
1: competitive. <laughs> Do you find – because you were so little, and I knowing you, I, I can – because of all you've been able to accomplish in dance, of course, you have a competitive edge because dance is a competitive, I mean, it's a, there's a, it's a small stage and not a, very few players can be joined, you know, like it it's like to be chosen is, there's a slew of dancers that aren't being chosen when you're chosen. So I can see where you would need the competitive edge to excel in dance. What do you think, because you're so little to have this frame, I'm going to win, I'm going to push you to the side, you know, I'm exaggerating. <laughs> what? How does a child develop that and now you're going Wow, anyway there's a better way of doing this i do think they're innately born with a natural edge of competition and they're just maturing it like it's raw it's like you know it's like mining you know mining refining gold you know you're it's raw and it's raw state and you refine it is it just as simple as that or do you think it's upbringing training perspective what what are your thoughts when you look back at yourself
0: well, of course, you know, I can only speak to my life and I'm not a psychologist, so these are probably some real half-baked thoughts here. But um, I I think it's nature and nurture. Uh, as we were saying earlier, I think every single person has competition within them. They all have a competitiveness within them. And when you're looking at kids, I would think that it has something to do with naturally having more or less competitive within you, coupled with the messaging that you're getting, uh, whether that messaging is coming from parents or from kids around you or from teachers or from television. But I think that for myself and my life, when I look at when I was in a more negative, competitive (laughs) place, a lot of the messaging that I was getting from the people around me, it was about, you know, being number one. It was, did you win? did you get an A? Did you, or, you know, are are you going to win the spelling B? And there was so much of that emphasis being placed on, are you the best? Are you number one? But it was always in relation to other people. It wasn't, are you trying your best? Ooh, so good. It was, are you the best? Mm-hmm. Um, and that the way that I just phrased all those things, it sounds like it was all my parents. But I it wasn't all my parents. This is, no. you know, this is school teachers, no. this is like TV, this is whatever it may be. Um and I think that's why that competition to win versus com- competition to to excel. I think that's mm-hmm. why that is such a an eye-opening thing for me. Mm-hmm. Looking back and seeing, "Oh, I was being really reinforced to try and compete to win." I wasn't ever being Told to compete just so that I was doing my best. Mm -hmm. Um, And that was a shift that I made for myself at some point in life because Mm -hmm. I realized that it was unhealthy. I was doing things like gossiping about other people because I was jealous or I would be really cynical of other people's behavior like, oh, they shouldn't have done it that way. But it was just because I had to say those things to make myself feel like my way was the winning way because that was Mm -hmm. the only way I felt some sort of, you know uh what's the word i'm looking for that was the way that i felt some sort of accomplishment hmm.
1: do you think when people have a hard time accepting that they didn't win what do you think that is like when they don't when they they create a scenario or a narrative that it wasn't fair that wasn't fair you know they they cheated or the referee, or like this thing of, no, that wasn't a fair win. What do you think that is? Like what causes people to adamantly believe there's no way they lost and they take it to that next level? What do you think? What, what causes that? I,
0: I personally think that has to do, at least in some part, with this idea of um, denying your... Competitiveness, oh. right? Because that's yeah. one of those. That's one of those things that would manifest itself negatively, because right. you're not
1: the refusal to know that you you lost or didn't, didn't right? Or didn't
0: make, you know even first, right? Exactly. And so it's um denying that this competition is like so important to you, and so there's no way that your behavior or
1: something that you did um would have made you fail, right? Cuz and it's you're so and this is so it goes back to what you said when you see when you acknowledge that it's competition, your relationship with the experience is going to change because now you're in con- challenge accepted. Right. You know? <laughs> but if you do not think it's competition and you believe it's principle, you believe it's justice, you believe it's all these things, then the win like not placing first is going to be, uh, it's devastating. And like, I remember watching NCAA uh, basketball and it was the, it was the championship game, the final one. And the team that lost, because eventually there's only one team that can get the champion, the championship. And I watched this one player fall to the ground on the basketball court and cry and cry, and cry, and cry. And then I watched another one, his head went down. I, I saw like, and just, he just, one sat on the bench, one covered his face with his towel, one isolated himself. And I'm watching, I remember thinking, this is so fascinating, watching the team that didn't get championship. They were so discouraged because they poured, and invested everything into it. And and watching the way they grieved not not winning, and i i just remember thinking that was so fascinating to watch the dynamics of devastation right and i do think
0: as well in those circumstances sometimes when you're seeing people grieve because they didn't win or if they didn't that could still be healthy and i think that's when we go back to this idea of how do you act upon it like what are your actions once that happens because Sorry, going back to this winning versus I love <laughs> excelling keep, keep, thing. You know, keep
1: us on track. Keep us on track because that, that is our takeaway. But if you today. think about it in that way, if
0: I'm trying to excel and I'm trying to excel at a basketball game. I don't know basketball, so it's a probably a bad example, but we're going to run with it. Um And I lose the basketball game. So now I haven't excelled. So I think it would be perfectly acceptable and normal for me to have a morning moment because I didn't Mm -hmm. excel. I didn't do my personal best. Mm -hmm. But then if that starts manifesting itself in anger or resentment towards the people that did win, that's the shift.
1: That's so brilliantly said. Yes, I love that okay, so that would be a healthy version. So we're not saying, and see, this is, I'm, try, I'm soaking this in because I want to learn how to be competitive. I do. I, I, I the, the, the bells, I mean, I'm hearing it everywhere and I'm paying attention. I'm like, okay, this is a learning opportunity for me. I really want to stay on this track and figure out what am I supposed to learn from it? How can I grow? So I love what you said that you might still mourn, you might still get disappointed. You might still be sad. You might feel all those feelings. But does it turn into jealousy, bitterness, resentment, gossip, self denial, um, anger, uh, injustice, unfair? Like that whole reaction um, that it, it, it turns dark. It turns <laughs> negative. Now you're now you're on date. Now your competition is in a healthy place.
0: Right. For me, I think a lot of it is just recognizing, like accepting the fact that, yes, you're competitive. Don't self-deny, right? Like you are competitive. You're a competitive individual. And so when I find that these feelings of competitiveness are taking me into a negative place, I try and be aware of that. And what's like the real message? What what can I actually take away? What is my competitiveness telling me right now? Mm -hmm. Because I do think – that like many things, we talk about that nuance, that there's no dichotomy. It's not a black and white. There's a place in between. I think that's Mm -hmm. also very important in this conversation. Mm -hmm. Well, that is our time for the day on our conversation on competitiveness. And, you know, we'll be back next week with an even better episode and we'll win it. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for tuning in. We're do that well. Bye.